Welcome to the University of Michigan Dentistry Podcast Series, promoting oral health care worldwide. I would like to demonstrate the taking of a stable base impression utilizing Ackerman's impression cement. The first thing that we need to consider in taking a stable base impression is fabricating a tray. In this instance, we have a, an aluminum tray that is fabricated of a special aluminum for dental purposes. It is Alcoa D216. And you'll note that this tray then covers three edentulous areas. In this next tray, you will see that this covers two edentulous areas, and there is a narrow band of aluminum in the anterior area. And this demonstrates why we need to utilize a metal tray in the mandibular arch. Now notice that this band of aluminum is very thin, and if this were plastic, former tray plastic, it would tend to fracture when the impression is removed from the mouth, and then the impression would be destroyed, and the whole procedure would have to be done over again. So in the mandibular arch, we like to utilize a, a metal tray. Now sometimes in the mandibular arch also there is a, an extension fabricated that will hook over the incisal edges, and that acts as a guide when we seat the tray. Now I'd like to show you how we wax this model for fabricating a aluminum tray, as you see here. First, a one thickness of base plate is adapted to the model, as you see here. This can be lubricated, or tin foil can be placed over this, and this allows then the relief for the impression material. And then two more thicknesses of base plate are adapted over the initial base plate on the model. And we end up with a wax pattern that looks something like this. Now, usually we will reinforce this anterior bar slightly with a little more base plate wax. This then is invested and cast in the Alcoa aluminum metal. Now, when the metal is cast, special precautions are taken so that the metal will not be pitty. The mold is burned out at 1300 degrees and then allowed to cool to 400 degrees. If the metal were cast at the 1300 degree temperature, the casting would be very pitted and porous. But if you allow the mold to cool to 400 degrees, you get a very smooth surface, as you see here on this tray. I'd like to show you a maxillary tray. This is an aluminum a maxillary tray fabricated to take an impression of this particular case. This could very well have been made of a former tray, plastic, because there is sufficient bulk in this situation. Now I'd like to demonstrate some of the things that we do to prepare the patient for taking the impression. One of the things that is imperative is that the patient be dried so that the saliva 
will not displace the impression material. And atropine sulfate is dispensed, and one 150th of a grain is taken three hours before, two hours before, one hour before, and at the appointment. And this will sufficiently dry the saliva, and an accurate impression then can be taken. Now, one precaution is that if the patient has a history of glaucoma, then this should not be taken. Another drug, banthine bromide, is used sometimes, but it does not dry the mouth as well as atropine sulfate. The patient should be relaxed and should be informed on what is going to be happening, and uh, perhaps the tray should be tried in several times so that the patient can get used to the feel of having a tray in their mouth and what you are about to do. If you find that the patient is nervous, uh, they can be premedicated. Also, if they are gaggers, they can gargle with uh, a viscous xylocaine to relax the soft tissues. Another procedure that's helpful is that even though the patient does have premedication with atropine sulfate, some seepage of saliva occurs in the vestibules, and so two-by-two two gauze can be folded into long strips, as you see here, and a strip laid in the each side of the lingual adjacent to the edentulous space, and a strip in the buccal vestibule on each side. And then this is allowed to remain while you're mixing the cement. Now, when you are ready to take the impression, either you or the assistant simply grab the gauze in the front, and this is pulled out, and the impression tray with the cement is put into place. Now let's take a look at the cements. The Ackerman's impression cement has two types of liquids that are available, fast setting and slow setting. The fast setting can be used in instances where the humidity is below 50%. If the humidity is from 50 to 70%, then a 50-50 mixture of fast and slow can be used to mix the cement. If the humidity is above 70% or the temperature is very warm, then all slow liquid is used in mixing the cement. Now the ratio of mixing liquid to powder for a tray mixture where you are mixing on a pad uh, is one part of liquid to two parts of powder. If you are using a denture cup, disposable cup, as you see here, the ratio then is two parts of liquid to three parts of powder. This ratio allows you to uh, mix uh, this material a little more readily in this type of disposable cup. A disposable medicine dispensing cup is helpful in dispensing the liquid and the powder. Here we see graduated amounts on the disposable cup, and this happens to be a two-tablespoon medicine dispensing cup, and these are available from your local pharmacy. If you use one of these cupfuls of liquid, 
then you would utilize two cupfuls of the impression powder. Now when you're utilizing the powder, it's important that you rotate the can so that the powder is fluffed up. This will assure you of then of getting a proper amount of the powder in the dispensing cup. When you are mixing the impression material on a pad, it's helpful to use a larger pad. When you use a small pad, the powder flies all over the bench top or mixing table. A larger pad will contain the powder a little bit better. We also utilize a spatula that is flexible so that when we mix the material, we can strop it into the pad. It's also helpful to use a covering on the bench top to protect the bench top in the operatory. Some operators like to utilize rubber gloves to protect their hands also. Now I'd like to demonstrate the mixing of the impression cement and the demonstration of taking the impression on the patient. We're going to mix the Ackerman's liquid with the powder. The ratio here is one unit of liquid to two units of powder. And we'll place the liquid in the center of this pile. And then fold the powder into the liquid. The liquid is rather viscous. The powder is very light and will tend to scatter all over the operatory if you try to strop this too quickly. And the trick here is to fold the powder into the liquid, squeezing the powder into the liquid. Initially, this is very important or else the powder will fly everywhere. Now once I have powder incorporated, then I'm going to tap the excess powder off. And then the remainder of the paste then is going to be stropped across the pad. And you have to be careful that you and make sure that you turn your spatula over so there's no unmixed impression cement on the spatula because this then will get on your tray and give you inaccurate impression. Now, this is about the right consistency as you see here. I'll load this on the tray. The patient has been dried. There's gauze already in the buckle vestibule. We'll put a goodly amount on this. And we'll keep this rotating. We'll pull the two pieces of gauze out. Place the tray in the proper position. And then carefully bring it forward, trying not to incorporate any bubbles. Then we'll have the patient just 
rest, bring his lips together. Okay, now just rest your jaw. And we'll bring his head forward and wait until the cement has set up. When the cement has set up, it's important to relieve any of the Ackerman cement that may be locked in undercuts. We have also blocked out a lot of the undercuts with periphery wax around the ponics in this anterior part of the mouth. We have relieved most of the material around the bridge area that might be in undercut areas. And the removal of this is really quite easy. You just pull down on it, catch an area. It might, you see that? You might carefully pull down the long axis of the tooth and drop it out. And I'll wash and dry this and show this to you on the lab bench. This is the impression after it has been washed and dried. I'd like to show you some of the landmarks on this impression. There is a torus here in the mouth and we're going to try to avoid that with our framework. So we're going to bring the mucostatic base anterior to that. There'll be an attachment over on this side. You can see the periphery wax where we had blocked out the bridge in the anterior part. This is the edentulous area on the opposite side. There was a little bubble on the periphery, and that was filled with periphery wax. You can use utility wax. Uh, when there's a small void at the periphery, uh, this is not a stress-bearing area, and this can very easily be filled with uh, a wax. This now will be boxed, poured in velmic stone, and then sent to the laboratory to have a framework made. After the impression has been boxed and poured up in velmic stone, the impression is readily removed by heating it in hot water or boiling water. Uh, this will soften the cement and then the tray can be removed. After the model has been cleaned, the periphery or the outline of the appliance should be marked on the model and also areas where you would like little dimples to attach the attachment strut. This then is sent to the laboratory and a chrome cobalt casting is made on this model. I'd like to show you what casting looks like. This is the casting that has come back that's been fabricated on this model. And you'll note that we have roughnesses in this area for attaching the occlusal portion of the appliance and there are small studs in both of these areas that are used to attach the struts uh, for the precision attachment. Utilizing the Ackerman's impression cement, a very accurate, stable base has been fabricated. You've been listening to a presentation from the University of Michigan School of Dentistry, which is dedicated to supporting open learning and open educational resources. This recording is licensed under the Creative Commons. It may be reused and redistributed for nonprofit use. Please attribute materials to the University of Michigan School of Dentistry and redistribute under this same license. For more information on how this and other University of Michigan School of Dentistry recordings may be used, visit www.dent.umich.edu license.